I just want to jump in really quickly to ask a very important favour. We know that most of you who listen to No Bullshit Leadership haven't yet hit the subscribe or follow button on your favourite podcast player. This is how the podcast grows. And even though we've already got a pretty decent global following, we're only scratching the surface of what's possible. We started this podcast over five years ago with the lofty ambition of improving the quality of leaders globally. So if you've got any benefit at all from listening to the podcast, I'd ask you to just take a moment, literally a moment, to hit the subscribe or follow button on your favourite player. The world needs more no-bullshit leaders, and you can help us to make that happen. Back to the episode. Are you selling a little or a lot? Either way, Shopify helps you do your thing. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. It helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. In fact, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And now you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Most of the business owners who listen to No Bullshit Leadership want to go large. What's so cool about Shopify is that no matter how big you want to grow, it gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash leadership, or lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash leadership now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash leadership. Hey leaders, M here. We're finalizing Marty's 2024 speaking calendar and he still has a few opportunities available. Now you've experienced the impact that Marty has on the podcast, but that's only a tiny fraction of the impact that he has when he delivers an in-person keynote presentation. If you'd like to book Marty to speak at your organization's event, go to martingmore.com or send us an email at hello at martingmore.com and we can chat about how to tailor his powerful message to your leaders to achieve real results. All right, now back to the episode. Welcome to the No Bullshit Leadership Podcast. In a world where knowledge has become a commodity, this podcast is designed to give you something more, access to the experience of a successful CEO who has already walked the path. So join your host, Martin Moore, who will unlock and bring to life your own leadership experiences and accelerate your journey to leadership excellence. Hey there, and welcome to episode 68 of the No Bullshit Leadership Podcast. This week's episode, The Price of Leadership Weakness, Your People Suffer Most. If you've listened to No Bullshit Leadership for any length of time, you'll know that I'm really convinced about the value of strong leadership. Unfortunately, with the amount of superficial feel-good leadership content being peddled these days, you could be forgiven for thinking you're only there to inspire people, which you do with an impassioned speech right before you set about trying to work out what makes them happy. Yes, it's free Red Bull pizzas and ping pong tables in the breakout room. There are so many ways, both explicitly and implicitly, that leaders pander to their people's whims, with the expectation that it'll keep them happy, motivated, and producing great outcomes. Many leaders then begin to believe their own bullshit. 
they misinterpret superficial contentment as productivity and limited achievement in an undermining environment as high performance. Well, today, we're going to discuss why it's better to be a strong leader who demands the best and knows how to stretch their people. We'll start by talking about what strong leadership actually is. Then we'll contrast this with weak leadership styles, and we'll finish off with a discussion on the impacts and why our people are the ones who ultimately suffer. So let's get into it. New Year's resolutions don't work, and most of the time it's because they're founded in negativity. I'll eat better, I'll drink less, I'll exercise more, you know the drill. Marty and I want you to skip the New Year's resolutions this year and make a plan for success that will actually work. To help you nail your goals this year, both personal and professional, we've created the Crush Your Career Challenge. It's a free five-day video series where Marty will teach you how he sets his year up every January as a busy CEO to reach both his long and short-term goals. Join the free Crush Your Career Challenge at yourceomentor.com forward slash CYC. If you listen to the podcast, you'll know that we don't hold anything back when it comes to value. So I hope you really make the most of this free content. All right, back to the episode, guys, and make sure you join the challenge. What do I mean when I talk about strong leadership? Well, let's start with what strong leadership isn't. It's not about being tough. There's a really big difference between being strong and being tough. So a strong leader has a thick skin and a soft heart. A tough leader has a thin skin and a hard heart, and I'm sure you've all come across plenty of both. Being a strong leader is not about being uncaring. In fact, it's quite the opposite. The strongest leaders are the ones who care the most for their people. I remember a number of years ago when I was touring the US with DuPont, a gentleman I met running one of the plants there who's probably one of the strongest leaders I've ever met. And he was also one of the most caring leaders I've ever met. He ran a plant in Delaware called the Pencata plant. And sitting down and talking to him about his leadership and philosophy about safety of his people was quite eye-opening. What he said is, I love my people and I love them so much that I won't allow them to get hurt. Every day they shall go home better than they've walked in. So yes, they have to go home physically intact, but also they should have made some money, they should have furthered their social relationships with their peers and they should have had some sort of impact and feel a sense of achievement. And so this was what he strove to do for each and every individual that walked into the plant. But when it came to the safety of those people, he was emphatic. And what he said was, if I assess that one of my people can't work safely or isn't interested in working safely and following the rules, then I love them so much, I will love them right out the door because I won't let them be put in a situation where they put themselves or their workmates at risk. Now that is strong leadership, but it is also caring leadership because he cared so deeply about what happened to an individual, he couldn't watch them be in a situation where they were potentially at risk. Another misconception about strong leadership is that it is actually devoid of emotion. Once again, it's quite the opposite, and we'll get to this in a little more detail further on this episode. Strong leadership is absolutely not about bullying or being disrespectful or being demeaning. There is absolutely no place for that in any workplace. And so if a leader is doing that and saying, I'm just being a strong leader, they are full of shit. Strong leadership is not directive. So the command and control model, which has never really worked, it's going to be even less effective as the way we work continues to evolve. Strong leadership doesn't overly rely on the use of legitimate power. 
And if you go way back to episode five of No Bullshit Leadership, we did uh, an episode called Using Power Wisely. It's really worth going back and having a listen to that if you haven't heard it in a while. I'm now going to spend some time contrasting what strong leaders are as opposed to what weak leaders are and how you recognise the signs, both in yourself and others. And I'm going to have this as a downloadable at the end of the episode that you can take from our website because I think just having this sense of what makes you strong and what makes you weak is really worth keeping front of mind. So let's start with strong leaders. Strong leaders are strong enough to make difficult choices. They don't seek to find a weak, inferior answer driven by consensus to try to keep everybody happy. That would just be supporting their own conflict aversion. They're not driven by doing the most popular thing, and they don't try to compromise and pander to people's opposition if they know that the choice needs to be made. They are strong enough to make those choices. Strong leaders are strong enough to do what's right, not what's easy. They absolutely don't follow the path of least resistance. Now, this requires a level of self-awareness because when we talk about doing what's easy, rationalisation rules. No leader wants to think that they're taking the easy way out, so they find all sorts of reasons to justify their inaction. Most people make decisions emotionally and then build a set of rational explanations for why the decision they've just made is the best one. But typically, we know deep down. It's not like we're getting away with anything when we do this either because poor decisions are punished accordingly. And weak leaders who make weak decisions are ultimately not going to be successful. So if you keep getting overlooked for promotions and opportunities, have a really good think about this one. Strong leaders understand the maxim. You cannot please everyone, so you may as well just do what's right. Strong leaders are strong enough to stop focusing on themselves and focus on their people. And once you choose to take the focus off yourself and give your people what they need, I've got to tell you, this leadership caper becomes infinitely easier. You have to be strong enough to really embrace this. So for example, feedback for one of your people who needs it is a classic example of this. Strong leaders aren't worried about how it might be for themselves. They know it's best for the individual, so they put aside the risk that they won't be liked for having the tough conversation. They don't allow themselves to be distracted by the rationalisations, like, what if I gave Kevin the honest feedback he needs and then he gets demotivated? Strong leaders never see that withholding feedback can be a good outcome. It robs someone of the opportunity to improve. Strong leaders are strong enough to demand the best from every individual and then let them make their own choice. Strong leaders simply aren't afraid to do this. They know how powerful it is for the individual and for the team. Once again, we often don't stretch our people because we're afraid they might think we're too hard on them and then not like us. But in this case we're robbing them of the opportunity to taste real victory. Strong leaders are strong enough to take accountability for everything that happens on their watch. And we see this time and time again. Leaders who blame others when things go wrong, or they say, I didn't know about it, it's not my fault. Well, suck it up, cupcake. You want the title, you want the money, well, you own the outcomes. So let's think about what weak leadership looks like. Now, we've probably seen a hell of a lot more of this than we have strong leadership. But weak leadership is characterised by what leaders are not prepared to do, what they're unwilling to do. Their weakness shows through because they aren't strong enough to align their actions and their beliefs. Now, they're not bad people, but I tell you what, it's pretty easy for them to look like hypocrites. Weak leaders are unwilling to push back on the boss. 
So even when directions come down from above that don't make sense or the people in your team know better, you don't push back. It stops you from putting forward any contrary ideas. Now this can be exacerbated by a weak or insecure leader above who just wants a team of yes men and women. Weak leaders are unwilling to put the team's interests ahead of their own. So the team gets buffeted around by all sorts of forces. But the boss is playing a political game. And remember, if you're in it for yourself, your people will never be in it for you, ever. Weak leaders are unwilling to set ambitious goals because they don't want to be seen to not deliver something. So they stay super conservative and then they talk up how great they are. They over-celebrate the most minor of achievements and this breeds mediocrity. It's a cancer. Weak leaders are unwilling to challenge, coach and confront. And challenge, coach and confront is a leadership staple. That's the basis of your toolkit. We dedicated episode 57 of No Bullshit Leadership to this because it's so important. So if you haven't listened to that or if you haven't heard it for a while, go back and get that under control. This is all about stretching your people, getting the most out of them and letting them feel what victory really tastes like. Providing feedback on how they're going and making them uncomfortable is always part and parcel of this process but you have to put the appropriate rewards and consequences in place to get people to bring out their best. And weak leaders simply won't do this. Weak leaders are unwilling to challenge the status quo and the bad habits of the organisation. So they'll spend time trying to justify why change isn't necessary rather than constantly seeking to improve. Instead of raising the bar to set a new standard, they drop the bar to meet the existing standard. What's the price of leadership weakness? Well, basically, leadership weakness leads to organisational weakness because the organisation can't perform under a weak leader. And weaker means less competitive. Now, most organisations compete in some way, shape or form. But a weaker, less competitive organisation threatens the long-term viability and sustainability of the organisation itself. This is a big deal. People working at the lowest level of the organisation fail to see the cause and effect. So they can be excused for just doing what they do, but it requires a leader to step in over the top to carry that burden on their people's behalf. When weak leaders avoid the work, the workforce actually takes over. You end up with the inmates running the asylum, and change becomes nearly impossible. So for example, uh, if you have a workforce that's campaigning constantly for higher wages. Now I'm not talking about the oppressed masses. There are certain industries and businesses out there where the workers are truly exploited and truly deserve more money. I'm talking about highly paid, union-backed, militant workforces. There is a constant grab for more money, for less hours. And there's a massive culture of entitlement, not accountability. I've worked in a few of these businesses, so I'm speaking from bitter experience. It's really hard to outpace the decline in labour productivity with an uplift in productivity due to other factors, such as innovation and technology. This really comes back to hurt the organisation over time. Eventually, it will lead to job cuts, big redundancies, and restructures. And in some cases, the organisation can't survive. At the end of this decline, though, when a business is forced to close, workers will always blame management. And in fact, they're probably right, just not for the reason they think they're right. Strong leaders would have found the balance for the long-term sustainability of the organisation and fought hard to keep the company strong. Weak leaders would go with the flow, allowing decline to accelerate and eventually take hold. So the classic example when we talk about privatisation of a government-owned asset 
it's predicated on the fact that those businesses are fat, dumb and happy. And a leader's job is to capture the value for new owners. It's better for the customer, it's better for the people inside the organisation and it's better for the economy. Strong leaders make this happen and the organisation improves. Weak leaders avoid the issues and stick their heads in the sand. Let's face it, there's no standing still in today's business environment. If you're not going forward, you are going backwards. Let's look at the impact of weak leadership on your people. Weak leaders never give their people the taste of real success. They try to protect them and cocoon them because they think it's the best thing for them. Well, it's not. It might make everyone feel good and it might make sure that everyone likes you because you're not pushing them too hard, but it's ultimately destructive. Now, I don't use a parenting analogy very often, but here we go. My primary goal in raising my daughters was to get them to a place where they were strong and independent. From here, I figured they'd have half a chance of being really happy. And as I look at them today, they are both all of those things. But I had to teach them to be resilient, because I'm not going to be around forever to protect them. So I had to let them suffer a little, work things out for themselves without diving in to rescue them, and help them to grow their resourcefulness and their capacity for dealing with life. Without this resilience and capacity to adapt, they would be fearful, unsure, and at the mercy of their environment. Now, your team is the same. You make them strong by being a strong enough leader to ask them to step up and perform and to let them do that for themselves. Setting soft targets won't do it either. The scars have now sufficiently healed for me to use this next analogy. The Australian rugby union side is called the Wallabies. And the World Cup of Rugby is contested every four years by 20 nations. In rugby, there are many strong nations, but some developing ones are a little weaker. So, for example, in the World Cup just gone, Australia defeated rugby minnow Uruguay by 45 points to 10. This hardly raised a cheer from the Wallabies supporters or the team. Why? Because the win over Uruguay was totally expected. However, when the Wallabies defeated the New Zealand All Blacks, arguably the greatest rugby nation on the planet a few months earlier by 45 to 26, it was celebrated as one of the most incredible wins in living memory. What's the point to all this? The team knows. They know whether they're playing Uruguay or New Zealand. And their sense of accomplishment is tempered accordingly. Weak leaders are only prepared to line up against Uruguay. Now, I know we have a bunch of listeners in Uruguay, so a big shout out to you. And no offence meant. Sadly, you're one of the few nations that Australia can still defeat, at least for the moment. Finally, what's the impact on you if you're a weak leader? Well, we know what it does to the organisation and your people. The only way for you to reconcile this is to rationalise, and then you start to believe your own bullshit. But the spectacular results will elude you. You miss opportunities and become bitter. You may fail in a role, or you may find yourself being caught up in restructures more often than can be called coincidence. One thing's for sure, though, you won't enjoy leadership. You will feel at the mercy of the elements. It can't be any other way when you have no means of asserting your position or pushing back on those around you, above, beside or below. Every time you actually have to do something hard as a leader, and let's face it, there's always going to be something hard you can't avoid eventually, you will hate the experience. You'll procrastinate for as long as you can, and when you finally do it, you will face it with dread and you will be really bad at it. Strong leaders love to lead. They see the benefits for everyone around them. Even when some people are pushing back, they believe in the value that strong leadership brings. 
They know that the noise is temporary, but the benefits they create will live well beyond their time in the role. Strong leaders are prepared to do what's right and what's needed at any point in time. And ultimately, isn't that what a leader's paid to do? All right, so that brings us to the end of episode 68. Thanks so much for joining us. And remember, at Your CEO Mentor, our purpose is to improve the quality of leaders globally. So please share the podcast with another leader whom you know will benefit. Next Wednesday is Christmas Day, so Em and I are going to take a look back over the year of No Bullshit Leadership episodes and talk about our favourites so that you can revisit some of these over your holiday break. Until then, I know you'll take every opportunity you can to be a No Bullshit Leader. And guys, don't forget to pre-register for Leadership Beyond the Theory at courses.yourceomentor.com. If you love this podcast, you are absolutely going to love the program and get so much value out of it. So I really encourage you to go and check it out. All right, we'll see you next week.